Today's podcast is brought to you by my own Fred Motivates shop. Join the Acknowledge Someone movement and be eligible for prizes by purchasing a shirt, taking a picture in it, and sending the picture to Fred at FredMotivates.com along with a short story about a time you acknowledged someone or someone acknowledged you and how it made you feel. Use the code TEACHERRECHARGE in all caps at checkout to receive 10% off your entire order. Go to FredMotivates.com slash shop and use the code teacher recharge at checkout to join the acknowledgement movement today. My name is Fred Kep. I'm the host of the Teacher Recharge podcast and this next episode is wild to say the least. Let's get it popping. Teacher Recharge listeners, my name is Fred Kep. I'm the host of the Teacher Recharge podcast, and as mentioned earlier, today's episode is wild, and it's actually not really wild. It's actually held in captivity for various reasons, such as educational purposes, enrichment, species survival plans, scientific research, whatever you have it, because today's episode is actually coming from the zoo. I went to the zoo with my good friend Trenton Tucker, and Trent is a kindergarten teacher at Woodland Elementary Health and Wellness Magnet here in Wichita, Kansas. He attended Friends University and graduated in 2014 with a psychology and criminal justice degree, but then he started working with some kids and he loved it. So he went back to school and got his master's in early childhood education, has been teaching ever since. He is energetic, he's positive, and this is a fantastic episode. I think you're going to enjoy it. All I will ask is that you bear with us a little bit because there was a wild vacuum in the background for this one. We were actually in the restaurant at the zoo for this one, so there's a little bit of a vacuum in the background. I tried to take it out as best as I could. Without further ado, enjoy this episode with Trent Tucker. Today, at an unusual place in Wichita, Kansas, I have a very good friend of mine, the zoo myth, zoo legend himself, Trenton Tucker. Trenton, how are you doing on this winter day that doesn't really feel crazy like winter? I'm pretty good. It does not feel like winter, and that's why we came to the zoo. You know, our favorite place to come hang out at. Why not? <laughs> the best place on earth. Oh, my God. What's your favorite animal at the zoo? Favorite animal. That's a tough call because I like them all, but let's go with the gorillas because I got the babies right now, and it's Ooh. a little bit more activity, you know? Yeah, the babies here at the Sedgwick County Zoo, by the way, just to be specific for those of you that haven't been to Wichita, we have a wonderful zoo here in Wichita. I would highly recommend coming here. My wife actually works here in the Tropics building, which is pretty cool. Don't mean to brag, but I do. So really cool, interesting place. If you hear some background noise during the interview, that's probably, I mean, it's just general zoo things going on. <laughs> Good to be here with, with you today. So tell us a bit about you. What, what grade are you teaching? What are you teaching? What do you do? How long have you been teaching? All that stuff. I have been teaching for only two years, but I've been in the school district a little longer than that. Coming out of college at Friends University, I was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do, and I thought I was going to be a firefighter, went on the whole route, and then found out it was a five-year waiting list. I said, not, not going to do that. So I got into a para, because my mom teaches, and she's like, 
become a para. You can figure it out while you're waiting. So I was a pre-K para, and I ended up falling in love with it, especially with the really young ones. So WSU, Wichita State, has a master's program in early childhood. So I jumped into that, and before you knew it, I got my early childhood, got interviewed for a kindergarten position at Woodland Health and Wellness Magnet, took it, and now I've been teaching kindergarten for two years, and I absolutely love it. It's the greatest job ever. Kindergarten. Man, a lot of people would say that that is a tough job. What is uh, what is the best part of the job, and what is the worst part of the job to you? Oh, the best part of the job is at the beginning of the year, you really are working with somebody that like knows nothing. I mean, unless yeah. they went to a pre-K thing before, Clean literally slate. nothing. And you are teaching them how to behave with out there mom and dads, how to talk to other kids without like fighting, and how to even write <laughs> their name. So imagine like getting that, and the whole year you're working with this child, and at the end of the year you see them writing their name, able to write, read, know what numbers are, be able to interact with others. It's like the greatest joy of a job because you truly are the, like the first teacher. Like, yeah. You see it. There's such a build. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, and by the end of the year with Trenton, they can do calculus. They know how to f- properly file their taxes. Yeah. Usually I mean, we're going for college degrees for, oh, by the yeah. end of it. I mean, yeah, which is insane. Yeah. One teacher and, yeah. you know, one size fits all here. It's a, it's a <laughs> one and done with me. So that's probably the worst part for their parents is they get early uh, college, you know, bills and debt. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the parents love me at that, but (laughs) no, you know, the worst part, it's hard to ever get a worst part. You know, there's frustrating times. If anything, you'll get those students that, especially with the blank slate and they don't know numbers or something. It's so abstract that you really sometimes have to sit back and relax and be like, well, how can a child understand that? And you have to think of different situations all the time with different kids. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, knowing the number two, we know, oh, that's two. Well, kids that age don't always know and you really have to think outside the box and so sometimes i wouldn't think it's the worst but it's a frustrating time of the job for sure it just seems like you would have to break it down to the bare minimum and then break it down even a little bit more i can't even wrap my head around it because i I don't really have to do that no no yeah it's 20 of them looking at you so it's not like just one it's like 20 kids looking at you so you're constantly moving like you can never sit like those yep. kids need you moving and so that like that's the way i guess like it doesn't get frustrate me too much because i'm constantly moving around the room yeah and so i don't get a chance to sit there and be like oh this sucks you know yeah. you, you have to move you can't think like that so and trent trenton or trent i'm just going to call you trent for the rest of the thing because yeah, that's, that's how i know you but trent is a very energetic person very happy person very positive person and obviously that is good for this type of job obviously it kind of rubs off on his students but hey one thing i like to start off interviews with is just asking you what are you doing to prepare for a monday this is a a podcast that focuses on helping teachers start their week off with a positive mindset and some good strategy and stuff so what are you doing to prepare for your monday so one of my big things that I always do is I look at it as work is work and outside life is outside life. Like you almost have to separate the two, especially teaching every day, because if not, it affects your outside life and your home life. I have always done one of those things like when Friday hits, that's when I start preparing for my Monday. Right. I leave work at work. Like I will take my laptop home to try finishing little things, but I try getting it all done at the week, during the week because then if you go on the weekend and you get time to relax and hang out with your family. You know, I hang out with my wife, play soccer on Sundays, do something <laughs> that I like doing and hanging out with other friends. It's one of those sayings. It's like it burns off all that stress of work if you have some. And you're going into Monday with a whole new frame. You already have all your stuff ready for work on Monday because you've done it during the week. So you're not stressed about during the weekend like, 
oh, I need to get this out. I need to get that ready. Because I've already prepared for it on Friday. Because right. now I'm on the weekend. I'm having a good time. Yeah. And Monday I'm going to go back into work and everything's good. I'm, I'm ready to go. I guess I should mention this to everyone listening. <laughs> so sitting right across from me is not only the world's best kindergarten teacher, but is also the manager of quite a prominent soccer club here in Wichita, Kansas, a school. I, I'm sorry for everyone that has to hear this yeah, name. This is not. Oh this my is, uh, But uh, the name of the team is Scorgasm. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those names that we we have to stay with because we we've, we've had that name since the get go. Yes. Like, we can't get rid of it. It's trademarked. I think. Yeah, we went. Uh, Trent and I went to college together and played soccer there. And then, did you have that team during college too? Yeah, yeah. It started. Oh my God. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, junior year. I think that's when we started it. My goodness. It has a lot of history to it. And uh, we just won a championship, too. So, I mean, we I mean, we must be pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) No big deal. But, you know, sports zone here in Wichita, it's where the high players come from. (coughs) Where the championship trophy is a T-shirt. That is the best. Anyways. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, soccer coach. That's that's (coughs) that's a that's a big passion of yours. I know that for sure. So a couple things. First of all, I think there's a. uh, vacuum in the there is a vacuum they decided to vacuum by the doors we will try and get that out but i'll do my best whatever you can still hear me pretty good next thing though is i just wanted to touch on what what you were saying there was trying to get all your stuff done during the week so you can kind of relax during the weekend that's really interesting because i've heard like two or three teachers that there's so many teachers that just have differing thoughts on that like for example i've had people come on the show and say exactly what you said saying like hey look i like to try and get everything done i'll stay up on a friday night so i can have saturday and sunday to myself and then i've had teachers say look i take friday night off all the saturday off and then i just get everything ready on sunday we all have our different ways and whatever's working for you is what's working for you that's the positive thing to do is whatever's going to help you succeed i like to phrase this next question as what is something that makes you 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 know that's it is interesting i think that's one of those things i was saying earlier and i'll go back to it is i i have such a passion for it and i know you'll hear that from a lot of people but you would see it in my teaching Like, it's not just saying like, oh, I love teaching. I'm going to go to work and I'm doing it. It's like, I don't want to miss work. Like if I have to work around taking time off, I will. And I will work with my principal because I'd rather be at that school every day and not miss an opportunity to teach than being gone. And so I think that's where it's different. Like I will get to work at an hour before I'm supposed to be there to prepare. I will talk to other people. I start my day prepared, which helps because when you're dealing with five-year-olds or six-year-olds, yeah, you don't really have a definitely. shot to not be ready. And then I think I'm always trying to find like a new way of teaching. Kind of like I said, that kid, you know, maybe not understand that number two. I look at it a little bit deeper and I'm like, kind of like nerd out about it. I'm like, right. well, how can I figure <laughs> out something else? Like I'm going to help that kid succeed and how can I do it? So I think that comes to like that whole passion part. I know there's other great teachers out there and I, I try to become like them. And I think that's one of the main things is your energy level has to be so high. Our principal gave us this motivational book mm-hmm. to read by John Gordon and he is great. He, he has this book called The Energy Bus and one of the t- things he talks in is all these different factors I'll come in and what to get rid of and he talks about negative vampires and you have to cut those out and one of those things is too is i'm always positive 
And the people around you, I want to make sure that are positive. So if there's a time like something's negative, I will cut that negativity out mm-hmm. by either helping that person or just staying away from it and stay in my room because I want to be that happy person at work and always right. smiling because it reflects on the kids. So I think right. that's where the difference comes in at. And you mentioned something there that was to be able to teach, you know, five-year-olds and stuff, you need to have all the, all of this energy. And so that leads me to a question that's not on my normal questions, but how, how, how do you keep the energy? Like, do you just freaking drug up on, on coffee in the mornings? You know, or? That's a great question. I, I have never thought about that. I, I've always been one of those types where I know, like, I've always been active and mm-hmm. I have to move and this and that. I don't like sitting around like Friday nights. You'll never catch me at the house or Saturdays. I I have to be moving. And I I don't know how I do it at eight in the morning, but I do. It's like something I, as soon as I wake up and I go, honest to God, all I drink, I don't drink any coffee. I only drink water. I won't drink any pop until 11 o'clock. And at school, I drink a thing called Kickstart. So it's not even like, you know, real energy drink. It's just Mountain Dew flavored. And that's it. Like that is my day. So I, and I think that energy stems from being excited about work. You know, a lot uh-huh. of people, if they're not excited about what they're doing, they're just kind of nonchalant being there. And, you know, I've had those jobs too. And I think that's where I learned that what I wanted to do was that first time I became a pair with pre-K kids, as I saw the energy that was reflecting off of me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they're the ones that energize me. Like, they're the kids. They they teach me so much every day myself and mm-hmm. about myself and one of those things is, is how much passion and energy I have to do it. Like, right. it's, just, it's weird. I don't even know how to explain it myself. Well, I think that's there's something to be said there about just having that passion, doing something that you're actually passionate about. There's plenty of people that don't really care about what they're doing or they, they don't really feel what they're doing. And if you're not 100% into what you're doing and, and the way you make a living, look, that's like, what, 80% of your life or something? Yeah. I mean, like, that's probably a really high number, but still... It's part. It's a huge part of your life. So if you're not happy while you're doing it, it's obvious that you're not going to be energized. It's obvious that you're not going to feel the best. It's obvious that you might start having negative thoughts even and stuff like that. So really important that you kind of check yourself and, and really know that, hey, look, I love to be here. I, I want to be teaching these students. I want to be serving them. And like you said, once you have the passion for it, once you have that, the energy just kind of comes next. Yeah. You just fall yeah. in line. Something you said, Fred, and it's so true. And if any teachers are listening to this and because they're trying to get that passion or something back, sometimes jobs just aren't for you. And you, you've done it for a while and, and, you know, you thought it was. And I think that's the biggest takeaway. And like, I don't think that's a bad thing for teachers. If you've lost that passion in either mm-hmm. the greater teaching or like overall in teaching in itself, like it's okay to find something else. Like mm-hmm. as as hard as right. that is, because I know we're doing a teacher podcast and recharging right. no, stuff, but, no, it's, all good. but th- it's the truth. Like I think that's the problem with some people and you know, they're teaching is like, if you don't have that passion or energy or love for it anymore, it's okay to get out and say, this isn't for me. I need to find something else that I have my passion in because that's what we're here for as teachers. We're educating children to make decisions in life and do what they want even at a young age so there's nothing wrong even with us as teachers like being like I need to find something else right and I think that leads me into the final question I want to ask before we go into a break which is what is something that you failed at in your teaching career and and then what did you do about that failure how did you react to that yeah you know I think mine was completely kind of different I went into, I'm at a a small school and it's very close, all the teachers and stuff. And 
I think one of my problems was is I came in with so many ideas and and what I wanted to do this and that. And I'm a team player. I mean, of course, because we've played mm-hmm. soccer forever, so right. I get it. And I think one of the things is is learning how to sometimes deal with situations with even your own team, teaching team, and being like finding a positive way of fixing it. There's so many different scenarios I could say, but it was hard at first. It's like you're you're a team and you want to do the things with all the kindergarten kids, but you got to also realize you have to find your one of my t- colleagues always says find your voice and sometimes you have to. Mm-hmm. And I was at one point first year teacher you're kind of quiet and you don't say much and you're just kind of doing what they want to do. But you also have to push back mm-hmm. and say, this is what I wanted to do. Because in my first year, there was a lot I wanted to change. You're right. And now going into my second year, you know, already being halfway through, I've already pushed more on what I wanted to do. And I feel right. so much happier. And one of those was leaving stress at work. Right. So with that said, if you're a first year teacher early on in your teaching career and you're listening to this, just keep that in mind. Like, it's probably not going to be the same next year as it is this year. It's not going to be the same exact verse every single year, especially in the teaching job, you know? Like, it's just things change so much. Trends change. The way we're teaching our students is changing rapidly. So that's just a really, really awesome perspective. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a really quick break. Think a sponsor, and we will be back with Trent Tucker and some story time. For you, the listeners of the Teacher Recharge podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Now, whenever I have a guest on the show, I like to ask them for their own personal recommendation. So, Trenton, what would your recommendation for a book be? Ooh, my recommendation would be... You know what? I'm going to go back to The Energy Bus by John Gordon. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge for your free 30-day trial and free audiobook download. And when you do that, not only are you supporting Audible, but you are supporting this podcast. Visit Audible Trial today. are back with Trent Tucker here at the Cedric County Zoo. At the zoo, that's where we go. I think I can see a giraffe in the... No, oh, I don't know if they have them out today, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a balmy day. But yeah, very interesting place for a podcast interview. But nonetheless, it is my favorite time of the week. It is story time with my friend Trent Tucker. Now, if you're listening to this show for the first time, this is a part of the show where I just give my guests the floor. They tell me their best favorite story. It could be funny. It could be sad. It could be motivational. It could be downright depressing. Hopefully not, but I mean, it could be whatever. You have the floor, Trent. What is your story? Story of the classrooms. Where could I even go? I teach five-year-olds and six-year-olds. This could, I, I think I could hit any genre that you needed me to, Fred. <laughs> So let's see. Funny. Probably one of the funniest parts is when a kid will tell you that another kid cussed (laughs) or said a bad word. Because most of the time they'll come to you and say, Mr. Tucker, or sometimes in kindergarten world, you get Mrs. Tucker. That kid said a bad word. And so we were at a playground a few weeks ago and we're like, oh, no, like a kid said a bad word. They're like, yeah. So you always do like 
well, what did they say? <laughs> and so, you know, you get kind of close and like, well, I don't want to say it. They said the S word. And so, of course, in my head, I'm like, oh, man, I'm oh, going to get that kid. I can't believe he said that on the playground. So she comes back up to me and I go, okay, but you really have to tell me what word did they say? I promise you won't get in trouble. So she gets close to me and she goes, stupid. <laughs> so I was like, no, okay, that's not the word I thought, but I will talk to them still. So you get crazy things like that all the time. You get those stories. That's what it's. That's probably one of my favorite stories I've had lately. You get the other random stories where, you know, of course, a kid actually does cuss. We finally got a, we're a health and wellness program and yeah. we finally got a new playground. Like our playground before was pretty sad. We get this new playground, and one of the slides, you know, like the tunnel slides, you can't see the kids until they come out? Yeah. Well, one of the teachers walking around, one of my colleagues, and all of a sudden she said, she heard a kid just goes, this is so much fun, you know? Yeah. Like, imagine what word he said in the middle there. And he comes out of the slide, and she goes, you know you can't say that, right? And, like, starts telling him, but she's like, it was so funny. And they've watched this playground <laughs> being built for two months. It's like... What can we really do? It's like, can't say that word. Go play. Yeah. Oh, I love story time. My absolute favorite part of the show. Well, it has been a fantastic episode for an episode in the zoo. As I say, your first show at the zoo. The first show at the zoo. Maybe we should start doing it every time here. I feel like maybe next time we could do it like in the middle of the lions uh, exhibit, though. They seem pretty chill, right? I think they'd be all right. They'd sleep on the rock. We'll just go on the rock next to him. I think it'll be totally cool. Wait, what did you say your favorite animal was here? The gorillas. The gorillas, right, yeah. yeah. Well, are you going to ask me mine? Because I kind of want to... Okay, Fred, today on the podcast, oh, what you. is thank your you. favorite animal? Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. That's a good question. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good question. My favorite animal here at the Sedgwick County Zoo would probably have to be... Oh, boy. This is a really good question from you. How did you come up with it, man? What about this all Nice. Uh, the Mexican wolves. The Mexican wolves. Yeah, they just look like really big dogs, and that's yeah. really cute to but me. But last time we came, and I'm going to just throw this out here, because we come to the zoo often. Wait, what did you I say? Said, what did I say The Mexican time? wolves were no longer your favorite animals. What did I say was? I don't remember, but I, I do remember, remember, I remember this talk. You did say. Because I, I was like, look, Fred, the Yeah, wolves. because they're always in the same place. They're they are pretty the boring. Place. Yes. They are pretty boring. What did I say, though? Man, I did say something. I know. You're going to have to think about this on your next podcast. You're going have to think and tell us man it's gonna eat me alive i feel like it was something like i don't even know I man know it might be the birds because emma works with the birds well, I was about Emma's to ask my you, wife. so your wife emma because yeah. i know her too because we you know all the soccer world yes <laughs> what's her favorite animal she oh. had to say oh the otters for sure the otters. emma's an otter person that's what she wants to do is work with sea otters but we have river otters here which are pretty darn cute you know what i do like i like that caracal the caracal the caracal right over here this little cat looking thing yeah, with the, the pointy ears yeah the one that nobody really notices because yeah. it's, it's all by itself <laughs> yeah i mean pretty chill oh i also like the the elephants those are fun they are fun i can't wait to see if they actually have babies here in a few years yeah like the whole baby thing makes giant. animals fun so. oh yeah i agree definitely why well, <laughs> We now that we've been on a tangent, if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to kind of follow your career, follow what you're doing, how can they get in contact with you? Well, I would say my main way is probably email. Like if they ever like want to ask me a question, whatever it is, t tucker four at usd two five nine dot net. And another way that's not so you know formal is Facebook, of course. That's where I'm mainly at. You can literally, I created this account when I was like 14, and maybe like nice. put in your full name. So it is Trenton Thomas. 
Tucker. Oh, if you look that up on Facebook, I'm sure I'm the only Trenton Thomas Tucker that put in his full name on the search <laughs> bar. I'm not too worried about that. Oh. So those would be the two main places to find me. Sweet. Well, we will go ahead and put a link to both of those things in the description so you can be looking forward to some friend requests. Feel free to just bash him with as many questions uh, yes. about the zoo as possible. He loves them. I do. He is a an expert probably more than my wife who even who works here, which is insane. I would never tell Emma that though. Oh, we'll just keep that between us. Yeah, just between us, yeah, between on, us on, on the podcast. podcast. Yeah, on the Hopefully, podcast. you know, she won't <laughs> catch this part. Oh yeah, she never listens to what I say anyways. I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh, Emma, I'm totally just joking. I didn't say but, that, Emma. Well, it has been a pleasure and yeah, you know what? Me, buddy. Yeah. I really liked being on here. This was fun. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we're probably going to go walk around the zoo for a sec then, yeah? Yeah, let's go do this. All right, peace. See ya. We are almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, my weekly challenge. Now, each week, I give you a challenge to take into the week so you have purpose, vision, and motivation going in to the week. Now, this week was out of the ordinary because we came from the zoo. So, that's exactly what my challenge is for you this week. Do something out of the ordinary, whether that's for your students or for yourself. Whether you go to the zoo yourself, or maybe you just want to share something with your students that you're super passionate about that you normally wouldn't share. Just do something about it. I want to hear about it. Email me at teacherrechargepodcast at gmail.com. Let me know how it goes. Also, if you or anyone you know would be great for this podcast, go ahead and email me there as well. That's teacherrechargepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and until next week, much love. Hey you, this is Fred Kep, the host of the Teacher Recharge Podcast and I just wanted to personally thank you again for listening to today's episode. I also wanted to remind you about my new shop on my website, fredmotivates.com. What you do is click on the shop tab to see it. You can join the Acknowledge Someone movement and be eligible for awesome prizes by purchasing a shirt, taking a picture in it, and sending the picture to fred at fredmotivates.com and including a short story about a time you were acknowledged or you acknowledge someone and how it affected them or you. I'd love to hear that for real. Join the movement. All you have to do is go to fredmotivates.com slash shop. Use the code teacher recharge at checkout to receive 10% off your entire order and we'll get it popping. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If anything else, I would really help out a lot. And until next week, go make a flipping impact. Let's do it, yo.